When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Eleven sixteen SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Odds Couple on SEN. Trent mason once again filling in for Simon O'Donnell, who is enjoying the second week of his US sojourn. Joining me, as always, Simon S.D. Marshall. Good morning, S.D. Good morning, winter racing. I love it. Wet trackers up and about. Geelong yesterday, blowouts left, right and centre. I love winter racing. The wet trackers get a crack. And, and Saturday, the Saturday get a racing at Sandown Lakeside today. Seven. It's a soft seven. It's going to be a genuine soft seven. Uh, generally the lakeside. They uh, sit on speed, so we're looking for horses that are going to map in the forward position at Sandown today. A lot of horses have been very well supported there too, so looking forward to sinking my teeth into that meeting. But it's interesting they're racing on the lakeside this time of the year because generally we race at Mooney Valley this meeting. But and they had a couple of uh, two thousand meter races um, pegged into the program, but uh, because Hillside didn't have that uh, mile and a quarter gallop, it's eighteen hundred. I asked if it could be on the lakeside, so uh, that's why we're racing on the lakeside today. There you go. Yeah. Good information from you, SD, and a man who's missed the quaddy two weeks in a row. He's on notice, oh. David Taggart. Welcome back to the show, David. Good morning, Australia, and and bombing me straight away. Clear, clearly, you've got it in for me. I'm right? reading. When, when Simon O'Donnell back, because we just want to get the A-team back together again. Oh. But, oh. But, but, oh. but anyway, a 70-to-1 blew me out last week. Come on, last league. I was going all right. I had two $10 winners in I don't the want to hear excuses, mate. I don't want to hear excuses. Last yeah. Yeah. Stephen Brown decides to bring one down from the Northern Territory. Heavenly something. Yeah, yeah, yeah unbelievable. Never leave one of Stephen Brown's out yeah, of Flemington. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. Exactly it, eh? right. It's a punter's lament. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what you're saying about uh, winter racing, it's it's the time for the kids to shine. It's the kids' carnival. And uh, hopefully we may see a few up-and-coming apprentices this time of year, and they may lead into a few nice rides over the yep. spring if they're lucky enough or hopefully win an apprentice title for next really season. Really their time to shine and get their name up in lights so they can pick up a decent ride or two during the spring. And speaking of apprentices, well done to Raquel Clark, who notched a Group 3 win, her first win in Singapore with her uh, three-month or, or three-week stint. I'm not sure what it is, but she's over there riding in Singapore. So well done to her. And for Cliffy Brown, a great trainer. Did you ride for Cliffy Brown, Cliff rode plenty of winners for Cliff, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he, he learnt his trade from uh, the great... Uh, Robbie McGuinness down at Caulfield, and then went out on his own, and he was very well supported by his old man. And uh, Narbathon. yeah, down at Narbathon. Tom Perlane, what a yeah. star he was. The fires actually what did he went through Sandown his property Cup too. With? Was it? What was that? All Cameron Swan rode it. Swanee. Cheviot. 
Yes. Might was have it been Chevy? Yeah, he won an go. Adelaide Cup, I think, maybe Chevy. He's a good horse. Yeah, Tarnpurt Lane was a very good horse. Yeah, Tarnpurt Lane. Uh, our special guest today is Michael Kent Jr. Looking forward to having a chat to uh, yes. Mick Kent Jr., who's going really well, teamed up with Mick Price, of course, and their team's absolutely flying at the moment. They've got a couple of runners engaged today at CNN, or three, in fact. We're here, of course, with thanks to Sports Better. All right, boys, let's get stuck into some of the news of the week. I want to spend a fair bit of time in this first segment talking about Corey Brown. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, we'll start off on a sour note. Unfortunately, um, three big disqualifications for trainers during the week. Ben Smith, Group 1 winning trainer, or two-time Group 1 winning trainer, four and a half years for Cobalt uh, presentation. Ben Curry, a further three years, bringing his total to seven and a half. That uh, circus just continues to uh, roll along. $45,500 in fines $45,000 well. fine oh. as well. And Barry Campbell, top uh, Tasmanian trainer, trainer of East Ender, was given a three-year ban yesterday as well. So that's... Really disappointing week. Interesting you said sour note. Is it sour? Well, They're cleaning up racing. Absolutely, it's... it is. But any time this makes the headlines, it's it's disappointing. Um, it's not a great look for racing. For me, I'll put this on the agenda and at the top because it's just too too much of it at the moment. And it is great that we are cleaning up the sport, but there's just too many of these stories coming out. I write, you know, I'm the, 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 the lone writer for SEN.com.au in terms of racing, and I find I'm writing about these stories just about every day. Mm. The lone rider. Lone rider. Oh. Uh, you need I, a can tell you, I can tell you, mate, it's, it, it, I'm glad you brought this to our attention because there was no confidence in the industry of Queensland yep. itself when these gentlemen in which you mentioned, Ben Smith, Ben Curry, have been under investigation for a number of years. Uh, that's um, Where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, he's been charged. He's he's been he's tested positive on several occasions. He's presented horses on race day with positives on several occasions, but it's just been dragging and dragging and dragging. And a lot of industry participants in the big racing and breeding consortiums and trainers uh, were not nominating their horses. There was there was lack of confidence. There was lack of confidence in the turnover and the betting with us at Sportsbet due to these uh, gentlemen being able to train and continue to train and their horses continuing to win. So uh, it's great. It's come to a head. Um, clean it up, move it on. I agree with your tags. The, the the really disappointing thing with the Curry one, and and I believe he's gonna he's waiting for his day at QCAT, which is the equivalent of VCAT, uh, is presenting horses with cocaine in their system. I mean, that's just a shocking, shocking look uh, for our industry. Well, it is, and if it's proven, yeah, you're correct that it, that that he has been. Well, mm. you know, it's it's horrific for horse welfare. Yeah. In general, that's right, and it's such a it's such a big part of our industry, the um, the welfare of animals. So we've got to make sure we get that right. All right, we'll move along. The turf wars continue to heat up. Victoria, New South Wales, throwing money left, right, and centre. The Melbourne Cup record prize money. Didn't like Amanda Elliott's comments around Peter Volandis. I think she came out and apologised, calling him a little man with uh, little ideas or something. Words to that effect. So just on that, Amanda Elliott, um, terrific. She's a terrific... Um, Excellent administrator. Absolutely. Yep. Works tirelessly for the industry and um, no one better for the job there for VRC. Yep. She had a wonderful opportunity with the $8 million injection, uh, now $8 million... Um, Melbourne Cup. Uh, Melbourne Cup, my prize money injection to $8 million, I should say, uh, to just promote it, not yeah. even talk about Sydney mm. or give Peter air. Peter Volandis is doing the best for Sydney racing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is spring. 
Yep. We don't own Spring no. in, in terms of uh, Victoria, but she just had an opportunity just to pump up the tyres yep. and injection to the Melbourne Cup and, and go that way rather than make it a little bit of a um, verbal fight. Well said. As it was. So um, I think we all learned from that mm. and Amanda will as well, but um, let's not give Sydney air. Just go, go for your life, Sydney. Mm. All good. But what we have here in Victoria in yeah. terms of a Spring Carnival is unmatchable anywhere in the world. Yep. Yeah, correct. Yeah, well said. You, you don't have to bag it, do you? So as you say, it's the best in the world and, mm. and people come from yeah, all just over, give him a bit too much. Yeah, he he would have been sitting back there in the Ponsford stand in Sydney <laughs> and with his cigar and his uh, cognac going, oh, oh, in another three minutes all about me, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys, uh, remember to our audience, you can send us a text, 0433981116. We'll try and get to as many of those as we can. We're here thanks to Sportsbet, of course. All right, guys, I really want to uh, drill down on this uh uh, issue from last week. Last Saturday, Corey Brown, uh, fatal incident with Lord Arthur and the terrible mm. luck. And we, we send our condolences to Connections. Always sad when you lose a horse, particularly one of, of really good ability as that horse had. Corey Brown, he's came out, come out during the week, said he's lucky to be walking. Really nasty fall. Yeah. Tags, what did you think well, of the incident when you saw it? And what have you made yeah, of his ugly. comments? Yeah, it was ugly, of course. During the week. Any, any fall is always ugly. But uh, yeah, he's come out... Uh, so vertebrae's chipped off, yep. and it could have went straight through his spinal cord. He did say he's a one in a million chance of uh, surviving it, uh, not being a quadriplegic or paraplegic. Yep. And uh, he's I just we just wish him all the best. Mm. He's he's still battered and bruised. He will take another few weeks to get that, but as long as he's up and walking, um, and whether retirement's in the yeah. in the pipeline for him, he does. He's achieved everything here. He doesn't have to do anything. He's ridden overseas. He's he's ridden at the highest level. Uh, He's, he's mid-40s now, so your body's not breaking, uh, bending and, and recovering yep. as easy as it used to uh, once back in the early days. Well, that's the question that I wanted to ask both you guys, being uh, Group 1 winning jockeys. Corey Brown is 42. He's won two Melbourne Cups. As Tags has said, he's won just about every big race in the country. Not all of them, but he's won. His, his CV is outstanding. SD, if, if you're Mrs. Brown... What's the conversation you're having with your husband, given that he's just come out and said, I've been lucky to walk. He's just seen one of his good mates, Ty Anglin, become a quadriplegic only seven months earlier. I understand the nature of the question, but I'm not Mrs. Brown, so I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Um, but what I want to ask David Taggart is that he had a career-ending fall himself, sna- snapping both ankles. He's never been able to gallop uh, since and never been able to ride since tags. But um, if you were able to heal from that injury... Being a jockey, and it's the only thing you know and love, and and mentally you thought you were sound enough and physically okay to ride again. Would you continue on? Just go and do it. That's what you do. You bounce back. It's 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 what a jockey does. It's we're bred tough. We are tough. Uh, Corey, I know you're talking about the age. Damien Oliver went through it too with his back yep. injury. Glenn his boss, bossy neck well, injury. Yeah, he he Similar. walked he walked the streets of of Sydney with a halo on his on his mm. head, you know, because of uh, the spinal injury he had. But Corey, I thought he was a little bit older than 42. I thought he was about 45 about my age because we were apprentices at the same time, him in Sydney, me mm. Melbourne, of course. But uh, with with this, what's going on, it's – jockeys go through injuries. It's, it's part and parcel of it. And you want to say something, Sim? I reckon that it you, is. you've got something really no, important. You're right. The yeah. human element to it is, though, you have a chat with your family and your wife. Mm. But when you, when you marry a jockey – you marry the industry. You're all in. Yeah. It's, it's, mm. all, it's all in. Yep. got three daughters, Corey. I'm sure he's had a chat to his three daughters. He's still a young man in his mind mm. and physically thinks he can overcome this. Um, and he's already suggested, I'm going to come back. I'm young enough. I'm going to come back and I'm going to ride again. So that answer 
has already been uh, made and discussed. But um, it's unbelievable that the amount of um, injuries that he had. I mean, his T7 vertebrae, uh, nursing a cracked sternum and also a punctured lung. Punctured lung. lung. He's had eight screws running through his spine since the operation. He's had eight screws uh, implanted in his spine and uh, with a plate added in that operation. So um, when they opened him up, it was more like a jigsaw puzzle Mm. he was suggesting to the doctors. Like they can do scans and say, oh, you've got a floating chip. Then they opened him up and there was a lot more detail to the injury itself. But um, just on the fall itself, I just want to go back to that day um, and the situation that he found himself in at the top of the straight with the inside horse coming out, Nobu shifting in on him on his uh, left shoulder. He was tiring. He couldn't keep his position. Those two horses inside and outside were shifting ground, and I'm still isn't yeah, sure there's an investigation. Yeah, an inquiry's been in, uh, adjourned yeah, 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 okay. until he's fit. Yeah. Um, um, and for those two or three strides, folks, you've got 500 kilos left, 500 kilos right. You're getting squeezed in the sandwich. You can't push forward and hold your ground and use an accelerator because you've got no petrol. Going 60K. Brown's horse. Mm. So he has to come back. And when you come back out of it, that gap closes. Those horses come together and then you've got heels in front of you. And that's what he clipped. And that's when he went down. It was a very unfortunate situation he found himself in, but he couldn't do anything about yeah. it. It was one of those uh, incidents in racing. And guess what? It'll probably happen today. Mm. It would have happened yesterday. It's just every day that these young yep. men and women go out there and they ride, these circumstances they're faced with all yep. the time. The, the thing that I absolutely admire about you guys being the, the, the jockey brethren is the resilience. Like straight away, it's just get up and go again. It's part, part of this is what we sign up for. We deal with it. There, we get up no and move on. Thought. There's just no, oh, gee, well, I'm really second-guessing my career now. It's just, oh, well, this this is part of life. We're four foot nothing. We're vertically challenged. We've grown up loving animals all of our life, and we just love That's working right. with trainers, with owners, and getting on a horse to go as fast as you can, yeah. pin its ears back on its head, <sighs> and have it bust its gut for you and win. Yeah is the best feeling yeah, that we can't explain to you and we're addicted to it. We yeah. absolutely love it and that's what gets us It's back. an adrenaline yeah, rush well, that you, you can't explain. And getting back to Corey, he'll, once he's fit and ready and wants to get back into the saddle, with all the screws and bolts in his back, he'll, he's going to know whether he can yeah. ride again or not. Yeah. So that, he, his body will say yay or nay. So we'll just and, leave it up to Corey and we just wish him all the best. And will he know within a certain amount of time whether he uh, – we talk about the physical side of him being able to come back, but mentally whether he's got – you know, if he sees a gap and, and, and hesitates, is that going to make his mind up and say, oh, hang on a minute? Because you can't you can't be half pregnant in this game, can you? You've got yeah. to be all in. You, you've got to be um, ruthless and determined and driven and take those needle eye openings when they present. He's got it. He knows he's got it. He thinks he's still got it. But until he gets back into the heat of the battle and he's faced with that situation again, um, it's amazing what adrenaline can do and how it can take over your thought and your mindset exactly and make right. you do certain things. But if you lose that edge and you're not riding that way, um, Corey might think, "Oh no, oh, oh, oh no, mm. I, I, I've lost my nerve a little bit." But the industry will soon see that, yep. swallow him up, and then he won't be getting opportunities, mm. and he'll be retired by lack of opportunity. That happens this quick. Uh, you see, you see it a lot this with, day older, and age. with older jockeys too. They they keep riding. They don't know that they've lost their nerve or they're a little bit edgy, but yet they and they're wondering why they can't get but, a go. Um, analytically, we, we 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 see racing from so many different angles now. We analyse every race. We we got drone shots now, yeah. helicopter shots. We got stewards' films. We've got front on, back on vision, uh, and you can see how jockeys are performing. 
Um, so you get found out very quick if you if you lose your edge in this game as well. So they're the challenges that Corey's got. But uh, I'm going to back him in. He's a two-time Melbourne Cup winning jockey. He's one of our very best. He's lucky he's light enough so he doesn't have to yeah. lose weight and fast like most jockeys just to ride the um, minimum weight roughly around that 54 kilo. Eleven sixteen SEN, the odds couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. All right, I settled on trekking, but not with a lot of confidence. Oh, oh, oh no! What? I tip a seven dollar Group One winner. Oh come on! He's been in the chair how many weeks? Yeah, I know. Two? He thinks he's, a, he's, he's he, he can do our job little, in, in two play weeks. Ons now, yeah. has he? Well, now, now let's set I, the record straight here. I, Welcome back. You're listening to the Odds Couple on SEN with thanks to Sportsbet. David Taggart comes in. First thing, not even a hello, just uh, says to our panel operator, Sleepy, I need you to cut some audio for me. First time he's ever done any homework on the show at all. True, very true. He says, Sleepy, I want you to clip this audio about 8.20 from last week. Trennis, uh, he tips a, a winner, but not with a lot of confidence. He's been crowing about it all week. So that was the audio. Yeah. Well, I've tipped a group one winner uh, at $7. Not with a lot of confidence, but it got up. Well done, Trennis. Send us a text out there if you actually back Trent's tip. Because he said not without a lot of not with a lot of confidence. Like if I'm listening to a person and said, mate, I think this thing can win, but I'm not a lot of confidence. I'm saying <laughs> just tread carefully. I think yeah. it'll win, but don't back the trucker. Nothing, <laughs> nothing better than self promotion, yeah. mate. Yeah, because well, no someone's else got to someone do it. That's right. No one else is going to do it. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you want to join us on the text line, uh, tags one of your mates says hello, Jason Innes. Do you remember Jason Innes? Jason Innes, Caulfield Grammar boy. Caulfield yes. Grammar boy says to say hello. Yes, how are you, Jace? Beautiful. But- uh, we've got uh, text coming in saying, great description of Corey Brown's injuries and uh, the thought processes that are going through his head. So that was really well done by uh, you guys. And great to have you as part of the show to be able to share your insights and, and just what it is that a jockey might be going through uh, during those tough times. Guys, we've got a couple of minutes to the news. Let's you uh, for your feedback. touch on a Royal Ascot next week. Looking forward to that. Mm. No no Aussies. No, well, there's one Aussie this Hootson. year, but we've got Hootson, of course, and we wish her. I think she'll run a good race, Hootson. I reckon she's a good chance to run Speedy a drum. Speedy Squib. Come on, mate. Oh, okay. Speedy Squib. No. Speedy Squib. I don't think it's the strongest <laughs> renewal of the King Stand Blue Point a win. Well, what I like about Toby Edmonds, the trainer of Hootson's programming, is that uh, he's given her a full prep. He didn't just yeah. take her over there three weeks That's ago. That's right. He's been there Settled in. for a couple of yep. months now, and she's had a full prep. She's uh, gone through the um, travelling sickness and – not travelling sickness, just the, the – um, uh, what do you call it? The, te- the, the tests that a thoroughbred will mm. go through. New smells, new feed, new yep. water, all that sort of yep. stuff, flying over in a plane. So all those elements she's been able to cope with. She uh, ripped up uh, her last 400, I believe, uh, Doyle wrote her the other Jamie day. Spencer. Jamie Spencer, was it? Uh, I read an article that she's ripped up. And I spoke to Toby the other uh, about a week and a half ago, and he said she's better than she's ever been, and she's really handled the elements well, and she's had a test down the straight at Royal Ascot. And Absolutely, so galloped really well. I like her. So she's strong at twelve hundred. Back to a thousand. I think she can run a race. Thousand meters is her go. Yep. Speedy yeah, yeah. Tw- twelve hundred meters target. up that hill too might have been a little bit too far, but the thousands, all right. No right. Pug Maloney going over to ride. No, he's no. been a bit unlucky. Karen McAvoy, Karen McAvoy was right? He's also to ride riding the Autumn for Sun. Charlie, yeah. up. Ah, oh, yes. He was booked to ride yep. the Autumn Sun. So Toby Edmonds got on the back of that and said, "Can you ride our filly, uh, Hootson as well, our mare? And uh, we want you to ride her." So obviously, the Autumn Sun's been retired since the announcement of Reduce Choice. 
his daddy being uh, obviously passing away, Arrowfield decided to retire yep. the Autumn Sun after his uh, multiple Group 1 winning uh, Autumn. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kieran McAvoy takes the ride and he gets the phone call uh, from Charlie Appleby saying that William Buick is yes. hurt. He's not going to be back in time for Ascot. Uh, Doyle becomes oh. the number one jockey. Yep. And Karen's going to pick up some that's, rides. That's, that's Ma- great. That's Might a get cross counter as well. Yeah, J Mac picks up um, uh, the, the Sheik's name. Uh, the enabled colours. Uh, you know the yes. green with the pink V, yes. white colours, yes. pink cap. Uh, J Mac's got the call up to ride for him. So um, oh, apologies, I can't remember his name. Mm. But so J Mac's going over. Frankel's colours. Yeah, Frankel's colours. So that's a good opportunity. So we're going to have some uh, present uh, representation there, but uh, very quiet this year. Yep. Uh, Cross counter runs on the third day. Melbourne yeah. Cup winner of last year. That'll be interesting to yeah. watch. One at Maidan as well a few months ago. So still in good form. We've also got Arcadia Queen and enticing star. The two of the uh, the local stars from Perth now in Sydney with Chris Waller. Bob Peters eyeing up Ever slots with both of those. SD, if you had a slot, would you take Arcadia Queen? It's the reason we're not going to see these mares in Melbourne is because of the use of resume. Um, for, mm-hmm. um, it's a uh, what is it? Um, so when they're putting in, in layman's season, season, when they're in season, it helps them relax and settle down a bit. Is that stop the fillies yes, and mares yep. from getting in season? Mm. Um, and um, uh, it's a medicine. And under the rules of Victorian racing, we're not allowed to use it here. They decided not to use it. So um, in Sydney, you can, and that's the reason they're going there. Arcadia Queen. Uh, she's a star, enticing star. We, I don't think we've seen the best of. So, um, oh, mm. wouldn't mind both of them in the stable. Yeah, unfortunately, I think we won't see Arcadia Queen in a cox plate. I'd love to see her take on Mystic Journey. On eleven sixteen SEN, the odds couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to the Odds Couple on SEN with thanks to Sportsbet. Time now to have a chat to our very special guest, and it's Michael Kent Jr. joining us on the show for the first time. G'day, Michael. How are you? Yeah, very good, guys. Yourself? Yeah, going well here. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Uh, keen to get a keen to have a chat to you and get a little bit of insight into your background in racing. You've recently teamed up with Mick Price, one of the best trainers in the country. First of all, how did that all come about? Um, Mick uh, approached me back in February at the uh, Classic Sale in Sydney and uh, came totally left of field. Uh, he hadn't spoken about it before. He just put an offer on the table and, um, yeah, what a great opportunity to join up with Mick Price, who's a you know brilliant trainer in Melbourne for the last 30 years. Michael Simon Marshall, good morning, mate. Morning, Simon. Um, for that, I, I know you very well. You've grown up in a racing family. Your father, Mick, that everybody knows, is an outstanding trainer in his own right, multiple Group 1 winning trainer. Uh, you were born and bred in the game. Um, growing up as a young fella, you were always walking around the legs of a horse. But you're, what a lot of people don't realise, too, is you embarked on a picnic uh, career as well as a jockey. Yeah, I was uh, riding the picnics for four seasons and... Um, was especially interested in the training side of it. So, uh, you know, my pop, Bobby Scarlett, uh, he'd come in in the mornings and uh, help me sell the horses up and I'd ride, I'd ride four of my own that I would uh, take to the picnics on the weekends and we had a lot of fun, a lot of success. And uh, it was a really good way to sort of cut my teeth, so to speak, when I was 23. Um, you know, I often had them too fat or too big in condition. And, uh, you know, pay for it because I wasn't a very good rider. So um, <laughs> I learned to, you know, get them fit enough so I could <laughs> go wider and still win. Uh, but uh, it was very really good fun and, um, you know, very special 
working with the family, uh, you know, at the picnics, um, like my pop and my dad would come as well. So it was, it was fantastic, um, experience. Yeah. So Bobby Scarlett, outstanding horseman himself. And, um, so some of the lessons and the learnings from a Bobby Scarlett and also Mick, your father, um, what are the, some of the unconditionals, like the three, four, five unconditionals as a trainer that uh, are a must? Is it looking at horses' legs of the mornings to see heat and joints, um, inflammation in legs? Is it uh, temperatures? What are some of the incon- uh, unconditionals as a young trainer as you're starting to uh, work through your business model? Yeah, they're all the basics. Um, you know, in general, most trainers have a system that they work horses from and they know, you know, roughly when they come in from a paddock what it takes to get them through to trials and then to a race. But um, as a trainer, it's more that art of, the art of training, as in, you know, individualising horses, uh, noticing their confirmation aspects, um, and, and then tailoring your program to suit them. You know, if they're a gross doing horse, they'll need more work. If they're a lightly framed horse, they'll need less work. Um, you know, horse. You know, we've got a warnable facility as well, so we got horses with bad legs that feel their knees. We can send them down to warnable for, um, you know, four to six weeks to get fit before they come back to Caulfield. So they're sort of the, the basics, are, you know, looking at your horse every day, judging its condition and fitness, and then altering your training slightly depending on that. But overall, uh, we follow a basic program and system, which, you know, you have to when you've got uh, sort of numbers we have. Um, mm. But they'd be the basics, yeah. And tell me, obviously, um, you've got to you, – you've tried to learn a lot in a short time in your career, just as a 28-year-old, uh, 29 uh, you spent a bit of time in Britain. Can you tell us about those experiences and what you learnt and what you're bringing to the table now? Obviously, you were able to team up with William Haggis and you were able to catch up with uh, bloodstock agent Dermot Farrington. What did you learn in Britain? Yeah, so Newmarket's like the epicentre of horse racing worldwide. That's where racing under rules was born about 400 years ago when um, King Charles II set up his... Uh, his uh, establishment on the Heath at Newmarket. So it's steeped in history. And uh, for a young lad like myself, um, you're just immersed in racing all around you, whether it's breeding, the sales and the training aspect. So I was with William Haggis, who married uh, Maureen, and that's Lester Piggott's daughter. Um, so you'd have Lester coming around to the stables regularly. Wow. Uh, we train for the Queen, huh. the Shakes. They'd all be around to have a look at their horses. So it's a whole different world. Um with the training aspect of it, they train up hills and on long, flat, um, straight gallops. Uh, so a totally different training uh, program for their horses over there. Not a lot you can bring back and copy because we train on tight circles and we train for speed. Uh, but it's just that general um, conditioning of horses you learn. Uh, you learn how to run a good system over there because they've got a lot of horses in work. And, uh, yeah, it's just the whole... The whole um, Meeting contacts, like as I said, Newmarket is um, a real melting pot of uh, you know mm. people that uh, experts in their in their game. So um, you know, I was over there with the likes of um, you know Ben Hayes was there, Sam Friedman, Calvin McAvoy. Oh, they were all there at the same time as me. So we had a, we had a bit of fun, but we learned <laughs> yeah. a lot at the same time. Some good-looking roosters there. God help uh, Newmarket <laughs> on the opposite uh, sex there. But anyway, another, another, that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Tell me, um, how did you break it to your father, Mick? Obviously, uh, Mick Price, who you've teamed up with the train, approached you to join his partnership. Your dad must have been shocked. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as we all were, we didn't uh, see it coming. But, you know, I'm 28. It's another opportunity, another 
stepping stone, another learning curve for me in my development. And I think a partnership's a great way to do it. Um, I'm not on my own two feet. You know, I've got mm. Mick to guide me along the way, and I'm very grateful that he's, you know, given me the opportunity. I mean, it's, um, you know, I think if you were a young guy with 10 horses on your own, you'd be doing a lot harder than uh, myself, who I've got a racing manager, I've got a great assistant working with us, Mick, uh, Mick Nolan, who's been there for 15 years, um, you know, and Mick, and Mick Price, and a great team underneath us. So mm. I think what a better way, you know, there's no better way for a young guy to, to get into the game and, and learn, um, learn skills, that way. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Well said, well said. Okay, you've got a runner today with Mick Price. Uh, we're talking with uh, Mick Kent Jr., uh, teamed up with Mick Price now as a partnership in the training rank, Special Diva Race 2. Two runs in. Can she improve? I think it's uh, her most winnable race. And, you know, Damien Oliver's on board, and I think he'll just give her a typical Damien ride, just run of the race sort of stuff. Um, she likes the soft going. Um, look, you couldn't tip her with any confidence because I think she's getting towards the end of her career and she'll be going to the breeding shed um, shortly. Uh, so, look, I think she's got four chance without being overly confident. Okay, a little bit of an each-way chance. Race two, number four, Special Diva at $12 there for Mick Kent Jr. and Mick Price, Damien Oliver to ride. And just before we let you go, mate, um, if I'm an owner and I want to, I'm looking to buy a share in a horse and I'm thinking, oh, I've just been listening to Mick Kent Jr. and he's teamed up with Mick Price, what am I going to get if I join your stable? Here's a chance to sell it. <laughs> so everyone would know Mick Price is the most you know, down the line, you know, frank assessment of a, of a horse. Like, he tells it how it is, and all the owners really love that because if a horse is slow, he'll tell it right away and you won't be wasting your money. And if it's fast, we'll give you all the information. We update you weekly with uh, voice, emails, video updates. Um, we're a, a good side stable. I think having a big stable is a benefit because we can work horses um, – against each other and have an idea on where your horse sits in the program. But we also uh, small enough that we're very individual with our owners. You can come and see your horse at Corfu whenever you like and uh, jump on our website, mickpriceracing.com.au. Uh, there's shares and a few yearlings left and uh, they all look very exciting to me. Oh, not bad. He's not bad, is he? Very good. Uh, just before we let you go, Mick, you've got a couple of runners at Wodonga and one at Ipswich today as well. Can you find us a winner at either of those two venues? Um, maybe look to a Chuka tomorrow, race one. Uh, we've got two nice two odds there. They're, um, Brazen Force they're and Proper nice. Rogue. Yeah, they're very nice. So, uh, um, I, I would be having a little bit each way on both and, uh, you should be right. All right. We'll keep our powder dry until tomorrow. Mick, thanks so much for joining us, mate. All the best, uh, not only today, but the, with the rest of your career. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks Michael Kent, Jr. there. We'll take a break, guys. For all AFL matches this Thursday and Friday with sports, but if your team goes 12 up at any break, get paid out as a winner. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. And don't forget to grab your AFL record this weekend. Still just $5 thanks to Karcher, whatever the cleaning task. They have the solution. Karcher, the official 2019 partner of the AFL record. SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple on SEN with thanks to Sportsbet. Great chat there, boys, with uh, Mick Kent Jr. Great insight, wasn't it? He's a smart young man, uh, SD Marshall. Yeah, that's definitely his... um 
That's definitely his passion in life, and you could hear that through the way he was answering his questions, his knowledge of uh, England, uh, English racing, and um, what a great opportunity. And, you know, Mick Price, he's pretty calculated mm. in how he goes about it. And He was I spot think- on with the assessment of Mick, wasn't he? Just ruthless, straight down the line. If your horse is no good, you say it's too slow, get it that's, out of That's Mick. Go that's and give it to it. another trainer or, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. um, that's the word I'm looking for. Just uh, Move set, it set on. the bar a bit lower. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's straight down the line and yeah. it's what you want. Um, that's what you get with Mick when he mm. when he's interviewed too for Racing.com and on radio mm. or here at ACN as well. Yep. Um, but his mum, Vicky, she's an outstanding uh, person, so he definitely throws to the man. And, and we even got a history lesson. Oh, when he started talking there, about eh? King Charles II, hey, I was nearly going to say, just dumb it down for us simpletons here in the studio. And what about <laughs> the, the oh. Queen? Did, did I wonder if the Queen ever made some... Uh, bake some biscuits for the staff when she went down to see her horses. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need to get cracking. We are pushed for time. We're going to go through the Sandown a Lakeside card, and uh, SD Marshall is going to tell us the best ba- best backrunners with Sportsbet. Then Taggart, who is on notice with his quad, he's going to give us some numbers. SD, race one. Very important as a punter here, folks. Right now we say... Get your pens, pencils and crayons and have your form guides be ready. Because these are the best backrunners in every race at Sandown today with Sportsbet. Check out the new app. Okay, race one, 10 on top. Triton rising first starter here for Team Lindsay Park. $7 into $3.90. Oh, hello. Won a trial in January, sat back midfield, finished off nicely in its latest jump out of Jeez, Flemington. Been in work a while. Seven into $3.90. Number three, King Kings of Hastings, $4.20 into $3.70. 10 and three, race one. Race two, Silent Roar, shooting for three, uh, two in a row, I should say. Sits on speed, loves the sting out of the track and loves the 1,600 metres. Two on top, $2.80 into $2.40. Next, next best backed is $4 out to $4.50 is Global Sanction. Gets back, but uh, it's holding some good money for this horse. Two and seven, race two. Race three, William Thomas is the best backed runner. $2.80 into $2.25. He was a strong win two starts back, and just they just went too slow for him last start, so he's looking for the six furlongs. He should handle the juice out of the track. Five on top of two, Malibu style, $5 into $3.80. Loves Sandown and loves the wet track, although it's trained from Perth. Five and two, race three. Race four, Morrissey. The Colt, he's the son of Snitzel, $5.50 into $3.90. He led, he was a sitting duck at Flemington. His win prior when taking a sit was terrific. Williams on from gate three, sits forward. It's where you want to be at Sandown today, on speed. Six on top of seven, voila, $10 into eight fifty. Six and ten, race four. Race five, this is where the money is with sports bet number one, Packer Daly, one of the better backed runners today. He won well last start and punters are thinking that uh, on this soft track and good use of the claim can sit forward in the first half, 250 into 210, he's the one to beat. But Bo Balmain's had really good support coming out of that same race of Packer Daly's last uh, Caulfield Gallop, 550 into 450. One and five, race five. All right, race six sees the first leg of the quaddy. Here's what you need to know where the money is. Dogmatic, number one, brilliantly winning last start, bolting it, make, making it two in a row for the Richie Lamming stable. 460 into 260. Dwayne Dunn keeps the ride with 60 kilos. Number 11, Tysonic, 550 into $5, half a point there. One and 11, race six. That's where the money is. David Taggart, your tips. Yeah, before I get going, is there any uh, sports bet specials on for today for oh, the now for that the you mentioned it, out there? Between races one and four at Sandown and also Rose Hill, we're racing in Sydney today. Yes. If you placed a fixed odds bet and your horse runs second or third, You'll get up to fifty dollars back oh, in oh, bonus bets. How good is that's that? That's eight races. So you get a free hit if you for the next race if you want to run some beautiful. It's like an extra bowl. Anyway, uh, as you say, 
It does look uh, the quinella of this race uh, from last start with Dogmatic and Tysonic uh, to fight this out again. But I will throw in a little bit of a smoky. Number 12, Dark Confidence. He had no luck in the South Australian derby when he got caught behind some slow ones around the bend and eventually got out too late and was beaten two and a half. Downside of that was five weeks ago was at his last run. So uh, if you want to throw him in, throw him in because uh, he's about 10, 12 to 1. So the numbers here are 1, 11 and 12. Okay, next uh, leg, second leg of the quarter, race 7 SD. Normally Simon O'Donnell repeats his numbers. I'll do it at the end, thanks. I'll do it my way. Oh, Whack. Oh, oh, we, we got a whole blue eyes in there in the chair. The eight ounce glove over there. Okay, move on. No, race seven, we're up to Captain. Uh, number 12, Street Sheik. Jizzy was good winning with the blinkers on last start in Adelaide, found his right race. The punters think he can win two in a row. $5 into four twenty. Hypnos is the one I like in the race, and there's been good support each way all day. $9 into seven fifty. Twelve and one, race seven tags. Yeah, he's spot on. Even race here, uh, where number 12 uh, Street Sheik, after coming off an Adelaide wing, gets the services of Ollie, and he draws the pole, so he'll do no work in the run. Uh, look for improvement here. For, uh, oh, it's actually scratched number four, Damon Raman. So, can't uh, win. Yeah, so he, he can. He cannot win, even with the blinkers going on. Uh, so the numbers here are 1, 6, 12, and 13. 1, 6, 12, and 13. I'll <gasps> keep you happy, SD Marshall. Let's move on to race number eight. Let's work as a team and do it Trent's way. <laughs> Uh, race eight, number five, waging war on top. Jeez, he won an easier race in Adelaide, mm. found the right race, but he draws 11 here and he gets back, but there's good money, but uh, easing money. 350 out to $3.80. We're holding good money, though, number five. Number two, Odeon, 650 Into $6, half a point for Odeon. I think this is his right race. Five and two in race eight's where the money is tagged. Spot what you on, mate. Number, uh, number two, Odeon, he's knocking on the door. Uh, he's not far off a win. Number three, El Galel. Uh Resumes and he actually flies fresh for a stay. He's uh, he's two from three and has a great record over the mile. He's won three from five. Can he handle the soft? Mate, he, he'll handle it. I don't know. It's soft seven. And we may get an upgrade. Uh, so the numbers here uh, are one, two, three, five, and eight. One, two, three, five, and eight. Final leg, SD. Jenaday from the Robbie Lang stable. We opened up at eighteen dollars here, boys. Bang into four twenty. Been smashed. Yeah, a lot of scratchings in this race, I Sim. Yeah, but no. We, when we opened, it was smashed. So uh, really good money uh, for number eight. Number three, Buffalo River. Jeez, he was good winning his old start. He burned the candle at both ends. He over-raced on Damien Oliver, but he was able to finish off 450 into 250. Eight and three tags. Yeah. Race nine, what do you like? Yeah, Ollie rode him like a uh, like a security guard first up. Rode him like a good thing, that Buffalo River. It might be just him coming up. Jenna Day, as you say, carries no weight. 51 after the Harry Grace claim. So the numbers here are 134 and eight. 134 and eight. <laughs> Eleven sixteen SEN, the Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to the Odds Couple. With thanks to Sportsbet, we're in the home straight here. David Taggart's quaddy. He's missed the past two weeks, so he's due. One eleven twelve first leg. Harsh, harsh. One six twelve thirteen. One two three five eight into one three four and eight. Two hundred and forty dollars. Apparently, it's Derby Day. Good luck, David. You are due. What's your best bet around the country? I'm going to Sydney. I just wish it was a little bit more rain around for her. Race 7, number 2, Nikki's Gold. She's huge overs at the $10. 7-2 in Sydney for you, SD. Hip of the switch. Race 7, number... Let me go number 10, Terra Sancta. It is uh, $8 into six fifty each way all day in the Ipswich Cup. Morfordville, race four, number three, burning the clock, which is what we're doing here. Thanks for uh, dropping by, boys. Up next is Off the Bench with Hutchie and Piggers. Have a great day. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, 
Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.